bedtime bar stories on the spot at the bar. Impromptu, that's how we do. Buongiorno, strangers, and welcome back to Bedtime Bar Stories. I hope you haven't missed us too much, but we all needed a little summer break, especially after opening night with Joe Bartnick. Did you see those big bourbon apples? They're amazing, but oh my God, they are just way too much. They are huge, but tasty. (laughs) Well, I say our summer break, but my break was still slinging drinks across the bar. And of course, always story hunting. But I'm not complaining because I really found some fabulous stories and I can't wait to share them with you. So we're gonna be diving even deeper into the Fort Lauderdale bar scene. And it's incredible, and I do mean incredible, cast of characters. So anyway, I hope you did have a chance to get away, even if I didn't. And if you did, I hope your vacation didn't leave you with heart palpitations like today's guest did. So let me tell you, as soon as I met our guest and heard their stories, I knew it would make the perfect end to a summer episode. Because what better way to make you feel grateful and be home or relive a crazy summer than hearing about some travel dramas. So who are my guests? Well, let's just call them Lee and Cassandra. (laughs) Gotta love that, Cassandra. I can't tell you too much about them except that they're big players in the sports and entertainment worlds. So naturally, they were a little shy to share their stories. But again, you know me, I'm the story hunter. So I'm going to find the story and get the story. (laughs) Well, as you know, on Bedtime Bar Stories, the story always comes first. So we found a way to bring you their stories without giving too much away about who's telling them. So what I can tell you is that we met at Rebel Wine Bar in Fort Lauderdale, and it is well worth a visit if you're in town. And what I love about it, it's just a quaint little wine bar in a strip mall. But when you walk inside, it's lovely. There's a tiny little bar in the front of the, when as soon as you get in the door, there's tables to the side and tables all along the wall that goes all the way to the back of the bar. And along the wall is all this artwork from local artists and it's amazing. And they change all the time. And the area is, it's up and coming. And it's a, the entire neighborhood is being like renovated and with cool bars and restaurants and antique shops along the way. Um, And also new condominiums are being built. So it's really an up and coming neighborhood. And this bar sits right smack in the middle of it. And it's charming. So now what are we drinking today? I hear you ask. Well, Our main story today takes us to Roma. (laughs) So when in Rome, you ride a Vespa and you eat some carbonara. And, but of course, you drink a zesty lemoncello spritz. Mmm, so fabulous. So what is a lemoncello spritz made of? I'm sure you're thinking. It's absolutely delightful. It's a great summer drink. It's a great drink anytime, a nice brunch drink. 
you, you have to try it. And it's really simple to make. The Lemoncello Spritz is made with three ingredients, just three. It's very simple. Find a nice Lemoncello that you like at your local liquor store. Get a lovely goblet wine glass, fill it with ice. Add your Lemoncello, I would say do an ounce and a half. Add Prosecco almost to the top and then top it off with a splash of club soda. It's divine. And then of course you wanna garnish it with lemons. It's fabulous. Maybe perhaps even put a lemon in the glass and then put one on the glass for presentation and garnish. It's delightful and yummy. <laughs> so I recommend making it with Mionetto Prestige Prosecco Brut, which is one of the fine selection of sparkling wines on the Rebel Wine Bar menu. It has aromantic notes of honey, black licorice, and acacia blossoms. So it's lovely. It's sweet. Kind of like me. <laughs> All right, guys. So take a minute. Go make that fabulous Lemoncello Spritz. Get comfortable. And then let's get into it and meet Lee and Cassandra. Love that. Cassandra. <laughs> Enjoy. Welcome. Thank you for having us. It's fabulous. You guys are here. I'm so glad we made it today, finally. Yes. <laughs> nice to be here. Yes. So listeners, again, welcome to Bedtime Bar Stories. It's Gina Noble, your story hunter in chief. <laughs> and we are on the troll again with wine in hand. <laughs> have to have the wine. And beer. And beer. <laughs> Ready to hunt down some stories okay so you know let's break the ice a little bit first of all cheers cheers thank you for being here thank you for having us okay cheers to you guys too listening okay so at this point i would love to ask each one of you the rivers what you do i yeah. mean mrs rivers would you like to start <laughs> absolutely um i am in the entertainment industry i have worked in the uh, music and entertainment industry for a long time I do marketing. Uh, I've been in this world for about 15 years or so now. It's very exciting. What is the most exciting thing you like about what you do? Every day is different. You know, it's not um, every, it's not the same structured nine to five every day, you know, right. which makes day, it exciting. It makes it, that in itself makes it exciting. You know, there's always something new going on. There's always something new to be working on. It's, uh, I love the creativity of it. I love being able to come up with ideas on the spot and sure. turn that into something you know, great. Something, something great. Exactly. Yes. You have a very interesting background, Lee. I not know you not do compared too. to her. <laughs> um, I'm a Florida guy from the West Coast of Florida, and I lived all over the country. I used to be in television. Mm -hmm. um, I was a sports guy in TV and uh, lived in South Dakota and South Carolina, Pennsylvania, then back in Florida. Mm. I covered the NFL for a couple of years. Um, so it's been, you know, a, a fun ride. It was for a long time. And then uh, just in the last two years, I was like, screw it. I'm not doing this no more. And Enough we weren't enough. moving again. And I love Florida too much. So here we are. I'm doing real estate now. So it's a little bit change of pace, but uh, still, still fun because... I get to live right around the corner from the beach yeah, and an enjoy the sunshine. And it's an exploration for you. It's, yeah. it's exploring something new. 
Absolutely. So you told me when you came to my bar about how you were discovered and got into the sports oh, industry. Yeah. And I thought that was a fascinating story because it gives hope to yeah, people completely. that, you know, you never know. It's who you know, really. Sure. <laughs> so like, I, um, I had changed schools. I was going to University of Florida, transferred to University of Central Florida, and I had lost my mom. And then I decided, oh, yeah, it happened oh, at a younger age. God. But I ended up transferring schools. I was partying too much anyway. So oh, I needed to change the scenery. So I uh, took a job in Mark and so it was a lot of fun. Uh, got a good story about that. That where, is so funny. I work for yeah, well, I don't think <laughs> yeah, it's in South Florida. I don't think our stories will line up. We'll have to come back to that <laughs> yeah, one because that's a whole nother story. I got laid off for a completely garbage reason, <laughs> and so did a bunch of our friends. So um, then, one of my regulars started working at the Ale House was a was a producer, and I didn't know it. And he started watching me a lot and how I conversated with a lot of people and just the outreach and you know how much how nice I was to people. Right, and ultimately. He's like, what are you doing Saturday? And I was like, oh, I'm probably working. He goes, can you switch a shift? Do you want to come down to, th thank you. Can you come down to the TV station? And uh, you want to you want to give this a shot? And I said, well, it's always been my dream to be a sports anchor. And I go, I just didn't have the grades for it. So <laughs> believe it or not, um, I've come to realize in working in news, not a lot of people are that smart. Wow. They're just really good talkers. Right. And they end up being the best journalists. It's amazing how much bartending and working in the service yes. industry are an open door policy, like just opens doors, not just for opportunity, but it really gets you involved in marketing. It gets you involved in presentation, it sales, sales, and how to talk to people. And, you know, ultimately when you're in every, when you're in people's homes every night by being on television and doing the nightly news, that's what you're doing. You're just talking. And I had a, I had a great news director one time tell me, he goes, just think about you and somebody sitting down in a bar and having a beer when you're talking on camera. And it what gets rid of the nerves. What a great analogy. It gets rid of the nerves, and it's amazing. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> I can see you being so good at that. And I agree with you. Anybody in the industry, you know, if you can talk to different strangers every single night with ease, you know, and, and you're sober. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. And you can do exactly. that. It's, it's a skill. I mean – the way that the world's going with all the social media, the TikToks and Everything. Instagram, if you're capable of, you know, you can, you can turn some money just by, you know, being a social media influencer as a bartender and having those conversation skills. And I think that that's the same with television. Agreed. Wow. What an interesting story. Yeah. So how Fun. long were you in it? Uh, nearly 20 years. Wow. So just time. from that yeah. connection, that yeah. one connection, see, anything can happen. What was your favorite interview, by the way? Oh, God bless. I um, know. That's what's that's one of my questions. That's a hard one. I've interviewed Tiger Woods at the Masters, which is great. I've done one-on-ones with Dwayne Wade. Really? Um, LeBron. Uh, Were you on the field? or I was okay. on the field okay. multiple times with the NFL and, the, and, the and doing the interviews with quarterbacks. Um, that is a tough one. I've had a... I covered that whole Joe Paterno sex scandal thing oh, at Penn State. Did you? How was yeah, that? That was oh freezing. All I remember is three months of freezing my ass off. Um, <laughs> but you got that. It was story, a little weird. It was, I did. I did. Uh, but I, I, you know, I could name drop all day long. But you know, my favorite stories, honestly, were always the ones where it was. 
Ah, here's one. Okay, do tell. When I was working in Tampa, okay, there was a young man who had, when he was a little boy, he was caught in a fire. Oh, no. And I mean, oh, it's, God. it was, he had burn, burns to over 90% of his body. His face was never the same. His body was never the same. Um, he tried out for the high school football team and played cornerback. He was so fast. He played cornerback and wide receiver, but he only had two fingers on his right hand oh and he had God. three fingers on his right. Oh my God. And I always, and I finally, unfortunately, um, I, I tried to line up for his homecoming game, the fireman that saved him and pulled him out of the fire. And I finally got in contact with him and oh he was God. unable to attend, oh, no. but I, I understand they did connect afterward just by initiating that. Oh, God bless and, you for that. Um, it, it was honestly one of the, the most beautiful moments from when I saw the pictures, just seeing this young man that he saved and all this and having that conversation that he didn't even know if he was still alive. That's how bad it was. Wow. So it's more of the simple stories for me. And he, yet he kept going. Yet he kept going. And, and to see him thrive and under such adverse circumstances – you know, oh, and you know, to add another layer on there, there was a stone in the end zone of the high school where uh, it's Jefferson High School and uh, in Tampa. And um, there's a stone where his, his the, the field in that area is named after his cousin who was gunned down. I mean, the tragedy oh upon goodness. tragedy that happened to this family. Are you amazing. kidding me? So oh my God. oftentimes what people don't realize is it's, it's nice whenever you watch ESPN or, you know, NBC or CBS and you watch the nightly news and those kind of things. But the stories that are told by the everyday person yes. are some of the most inspiring and touching. touching and instrumental stories that you'll ever see because it's people in your own neighborhood. It's people right around the corner from you. And I think ultimately those are the ones that leave a, leave a um not a scar on your heart but uh touch your heart the touch most. your heart leave a wonderful impression of, yeah. you know makes you step back yes and realize what you're grateful for right absolutely and you know and and know that you are blessed just yeah. being who you are completely i mean you know? I, I i've done interviews with tom brady and, and things of that nature but it's it's when you have the opportunity there's there's a young lady that was down in South Florida here. Okay. The first female starting quarterback ever in high school football. Oh, you gotta love that. And, and that's that. the kind of things that generate the the want to out of somebody. Um, to get up off your you know pull up pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Yes. And carry on. Yes. And I think um, those are the the legacy stories that I've had the chance to tell that I think probably mean the most to me. And you were blessed to get that position for that reason to share with others yes completely. so they will be touched yeah I mean, and changed I, in some way i i don't i don't look at it as an opportunity of um you know you go and you just report no i think you're telling somebody's story just like we're doing now exactly you know and, and the ultimate thing is you want you want to not just make them look good but you want to make them look thorough Yes. You want to tell the whole story where it's complete. So it not only honors them, no matter what they've been through, but honors the situation and hopefully inspires people. Yes. And that's yeah. what it's all about, isn't it? Every yeah, day, creativity, absolutely. inspiring, helping one another. Sure. You know, it's not all about the me syndrome, the me, me, me. Yes. Yes. You know, I don't have to stand in front of an Instagram or a TikTok and, and sit here and, and tell you about them. Let them tell you 
about themselves exactly and how to inspire others and i think wow i think that's lost and i think you bring up a very good point that's lost in today's world that we don't allow other people to tell their own stories um by asking the right questions and i think you do a very good job of asking the right questions thank you very much for that i greatly appreciate that thank you well it's important and i knew that you would tell me that here comes the charcuterie yes christian right yes christian is our server and bartender here at rebel wine bar want to say hi christian hello (laughs) (laughs) and there you have it guys christian Okay. And it looks delicious. Oh my God. So we are looking at um, Cassandra. Cassandra, would you like to explain what we are looking at that looks fabulous right now? Um, We have a little charcuterie board in front of us. Uh, It looks like some cheddar, some blue. And I have no idea what this is, but it looks pretty delicious. Oh what are God. these? Because I love when you Christinis. say that. Strawberries. 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 <laughs> With our British accent. Some crostinis and some... Jams and jellies. Some jams and jellies. Yeah, it looks actually quite and delicious. And some there. nuts. Some wonderful almonds. <laughs> oh, my God. That looks fabulous. Okay, guys. Wish you were here. Technically, you are. But, you know, we're going to enjoy this for you. <laughs> We okay. suggest you make your own charcuterie board. Yes, there you go. Yes. And a matter of fact, if you do make your own board, take some pictures and send them in. Send them to me at Gina, G-I-N-A, at bedtimebarstories.com. And yes, I can confirm that charcuterie board was delicious and helped the wine go down ever so smoothly. Speaking of going down or not, as the case may be. I just had to share with you this story about Lee getting fired after being mistaken for a male prostitute. Oh, it's hilarious. You gotta listen. So let's get back to this question. So which bill did you work at? I worked at Hollywood Beach Oh. on that broadwalk. It's yeah. like, it kind of looks like Venice. It kind of reminds people of Venice Beach. Sure. They have the Long Beach oh, sure. and the broadwalk. We and have there's a, no telling what you're going to see down there. We uh, have all friends from New Jersey that comes to town and they oh, stay yeah, there. They, they love, love that, that place. Um, a lot of people love it. Mm-hmm. I worked at the one at Universal Studios. Oh, that should have been interesting. Quite a different experience. Mm-hmm. So while working at our um, we make some good money there. You know, we always make good money at but the one day, and you know, we're in City Walk in Orlando, so you have a bunch Wait a minute, of City Walk. Is that down by the main? It's what I wanted the main entrance. What's the inner inner? What's the main strip there? International Drive. International Drive. Are you by yes, International we're, we're Drive? Yes, we're right there. Okay. So City Walk is on the entryway into the theme parks, and it's like Downtown Disney, but Universal calls it City Walk. Okay, yes. okay. So right. it's free to the public, but then you have to pay to get into the park. To get into the park. So essentially, there's a lot of bars. There's a lot of restaurants. Oh, God, on International Drive? Oh, so in City Walk within itself. Oh, okay. So I've been to International Drive. It's just ridiculous. We would go out after work. And Not you. No, never. <laughs> a bunch of the bartenders, a bunch of the servers, all that. You know, I mean, we're talking... There is huge. I mean, it's a it's a big place. Over 
200 people work there nightly. Same with ours. Ours is, the, the, well, the one I used to work at is the flagship. Though. Yeah. That's and, the flagship. So they're both huge, though. They ultimately, we always end up at this Irish pub um, in the corner there. <laughs> How'd that happen? And uh, until 2, 3 in the morning. And, you know, oftentimes a lot of people that were vacationers would find their way there. <laughs> would find their way. <laughs> and uh, I don't know how. Maybe, you know, just a little text message or whatnot. Back in the days when we had pagers even. Oh, my God. Um, I remember. Yes, early, early cell phone days. Flip phone for sure. And uh, so one morning we had called in saying there's going to be a meeting at 8 a.m., with Universal Studio Security, and you all need to be here. It's a mandatory meeting. Oh, Lord. So what do we do? We all go out and get hammered the night before. Of course you did. And uh, we're like, yeah, who lives the closest? We're all just going to crash there. So we show back up <laughs> at work, in our work uniforms, the next day, same clothes from the night before. And uh, a couple of us guys were all sitting in a booth. Now, you have to understand, Marshville was always a very diverse place. Quite, quite. And... Um, you know, working especially in Orlando in a theme park area and all that. Right. And as far as the heterosexual males go, there wasn't a lot of them. And so <laughs> there's one table of us that are about eight of us all sitting together and standing on the stage, Universal Security goes, we have a lot of you on camera. And uh, I don't know if you know this, but you're committing prostitution. What? And... Well, how did that Crazy. happen? We're all looking, and he's staring right at our table. And I'm like, oh, my oh goodness. Boy, what the hell is going on? And sure enough, after the meeting, we had all called into the manager's office and laid off because they have us on camera for leaving the property with ladies that have tipped us money. Oh, my God. Well, there is a fine line, but they know doggone well that that wasn't what but happened. How do you know? What happened afterward? We left the property. So that's all up in the air. It's all right. hearsay. Right. Yeah, you how know. did they? But uh, exactly. So it was very interesting. We all got laid and off. And so what? It's a free world. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> free enterprise. Oh and I'll tell you right now, I was not, I, I'm damn sure worth more than $15. I'll tell you that. <laughs> and 15%. So no. You know, that's, that was really wow. to my dismay. Do you got fired for that? We, I, I, so or technically, laid off? yeah, I got laid off as being a prostitute. Um, oh which how does that go in the exit? In a way, that's a compliment. <laughs> you know, it's funny because when I worked for NBC, they basically said to me, "What?" They basically said, "Have you worked for NBC Universal before?" And I'm like, "Oh, right. Yes, I have." And I and they go back through the records, and I'm waiting to see what they're going to come back with. Right. And I'm like. Eh. <laughs> All right, must that one must have got by the goalie, so that's no problem. <laughs> so prostitution apparently legal. Let's go. Cool. In certain situations, they weren't mad at you. <laughs> well, I've worked with a few people who'd be in a cold sweat if they had a background check run on them. <laughs> now for the main event, fill up your glass again and let's jet off to sunny Rome for some epic drama. Yeah, I've got a couple of, uh, more than a couple, quite a few stories. Okay. And I thought this might be the most 
PG of the ones that are attending. PG? We're not oh, because I'm in front of my my lady, and it would probably be a bad thing if I let them all out. <laughs> so she knows about this one, so we'll just roll with it. Okay. I was there. <laughs> well, well, not really. Not really. So we're out in Italy, in Rome, okay. and it's our last night. And I said to her, over the 14 days we were in Italy, you know, we really should check out an Italian discotheque. Oh Go God. dance the night away. <laughs> and she's like, what is with you? Like, no, I'm not doing that. I'm here for wine. I'm here for this. I'm here for wine and cheese That's and culture. Right. That's right. <laughs> So I was like, oh yeah, well I'm here to party too. I saw the Pope. I'm cool. <laughs> I got I got blessed for my sins. I'm I ready to go. Vatican. I'm ready to go start again. And so essentially we make this really cool server okay. our final night. And he goes, Oh, I'm good to hang out tonight. How would you like to uh, come with? <laughs> I, I put my lady in an Uber because oh. she gave me the go-ahead. Okay. And I was like, okay, cool. So she gets in the Uber, and he goes, okay, we're going to go now. We're going to go now. <laughs> so he, uh, sorry for the Borat kind of accent there. I but, love it. Uh, We get on a Vespa, and oh, it's like Lord. Uber over there. You put a card in, you get, a, you get a Vespa. So he puts his card in, ching, two helmets pop out. Here we go. He goes, you've been to Vatican. We're driving by. Now, what nobody realizes, if you've never been to Italy, those Vespas, the way they ride, it's like motocross where basically they drop the gate at the red light when it turns green, and everyone's like, mm, and they floor it. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait. How was that again? Mm, <laughs> and they just floor it. And you just hold on. And here I am. Holding on to this man. Um, you don't even know. We'll just call, we'll just call him Geraldo at this point. Geraldo. And so he goes, I take you to my buddy's bar. We go there. We have a drink. And then we go to disco. Okay, we'll disco. I go, okay, cool. So we get to his buddy's bar. Now we're in old Rome. I walk in. He goes, how are you? I go, I'm good. He's got a deeply Russian accent, I noticed, at this point. Okay. The guy that owns the bar. The guy that owns, owns the bar. bar. So he went from Italian bar to the Russian bar. So we got bar. an Italian new friend, Russian introduction there, <laughs> with a little bit of Italian in there. Okay. So we sit down. We don't, we don't sit at the bar because the bar's closing, so we sit at a back table. Okay. He comes over. He brings us two glasses of wine. He comes over and he goes, are you cool, the owner of the bar? I said, yeah, pretty cool guy, you know, from Florida, South Florida, everything's great. <laughs> and he goes, Geraldo goes, yeah, he's a cool guy. So he goes, okay. He walks back. He goes, I close up here. We go downstairs to my apartment, and then we leave and we go to disco. I go, okay. So he locks up. He, locks up, he comes back. He goes, you ready to go? We go down to my apartment. I change, and we go. I was like, okay. So old Rome. Old stone steps oh, wow. to go down. So we go down to the first level. To this man's apartment that you it's, knew nothing of. It's the first level. We're in the kitchen of the restaurant. He turns around as we're walking through the kitchen. Are you sure you're a cool guy? <laughs> I said, yeah, man, I'm a cool guy. It's, it's great. I'm sitting here drinking the wine. Everybody's having a good time. We're all laughing. We go down another level. Yeah. Geraldo, are you sure he's a cool guy? 
Now I'm starting to be like, oh shit, I'm in trouble. Right? Like I don't know what's going on now. No phone service at this point. No, yeah, no phone service. No phone, no phone, phone service. service. So you're down and in this man's Italian done. Italian fully stoned. Stone built basement. We go down another level. We're yes. three levels down. Yeah, no, that would have been a wrap for me. No, <laughs> no cell service. We get there. There's an old door, wood door. That's his front door. And yet you still went through. And he turns around as he's unlocking it. Now he has to unlock it. Remember, he's the owner of the restaurant. Why is he unlocking it? Is what I'm thinking. And he turns around and he goes, Are you sure? You're a cool guy. I go, I'm a cool guy. He goes, Okay. So we go in. I'm like, oh, oh shit, we're in trouble. No, so we are in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> I sit down on the couch, and he goes and gets ready. He does his aftershave kind of thing, and he comes out and he goes. And I noticed the whole time on top of this coffee table is this old red and white checkered old style picnic table tablecloth. Oh god. That's over the coffee table. And he comes back out with his aftershave, and he pulls the coffee the. Uh, yeah, the top, you know, the tablecloth off, and it's just a mound of blow. Oh god! <laughs> and he goes, "Okay, cool guy, here you go." And he hands me a hundred lira, and the dollar, the note there over there, lira, lira. And he goes, "Okay, cool guy," and he chops me up two lines. Oh my god! And here I am, three levels down, no cell service, two new people. Do one blow off of some man's table. And I'm like, here we go. I'm like, oh Lord, have mercy. Now, yet you continue to snort. Now here we go. Before we left for Italy, I did a heart and stress test. I'm running on a treadmill. Because I was like, my heart was always having palpitations. Oh, my God. And I'm like, oh, my God, my heart's going to explode before we leave Italy. I go, you know, there's worse places to die, I guess. So, sure enough, I do a couple lines. So, then they do a couple lines. And then it comes back to me. And I'm like, I just put hold up one finger because I have to do something. I couldn't say no. So, I do another line. So everybody else does another line. So then we end up going. Oh. We leave. I'm like, okay, we got out of the basement. We're good. Right. We finally get to the discotheque. The discotheque. <laughs> we'll call our Russian friend Yuri. If you could see Lee's little shimmy dance when he says the word discotheque. Yes. <laughs> so we'll call our friend Yuri, the Russian. The Russian. Apropos. Yes. <laughs> well, Yuri ends up getting us a table in the VIP. <laughs> And uh, bottle service. And all of a sudden, I notice as I'm drinking my, my first glass of vodka, of course, um, there's something on the glass. And it's my nose bleeding. Oh, my God. So I call my brother-in-law. Oh, my God. Who was in Colombia at the time. Doing more blow. Selling cars. Because <laughs> I knew he was hours behind us. And I was like, hey, dude. Um... I could be in trouble here. My nose is bleeding, and I just did a bunch of blow, and uh, I really don't know too much. He goes, where are you? I go, I'm still in Italy. He's like, oh, they've got that Kazakhstan blow over there. It's laced with all sorts of things. Oh, so he knows. It's a connoisseur. Yeah. <laughs> so essentially, I finally make it into the hotel room around 5 o'clock in the morning. Can I take it over for him? No. <laughs> no. No. So essentially... 
the my mouth would not stop the entire time. We finally make it to the Leonardo da Vinci Airport in Rome to fly out, and I'm like. Can I get a coffee? I need an espresso. Can we have okay. one? I really need one. Cassandra is taking over the story from here. Okay. So, Lee comes back to the hotel room. It is 5.30 in the morning. Our flight is at 10 a.m. back to London Heathrow. And then from there, we're connecting back to Miami. It is 45 minutes from the hotel in central Rome to the airport. Luckily, I had already packed all his bags and everything because I didn't know when he was coming back. And at this point, I'm Thank like, God. I don't know if I was worried, if I was angry. I was just like, whatever. He, he came through the door. I was just happy he made it through the door. Again, he's talking a million miles a minute. <laughs> I literally was like, stop talking go shower and we have to leave so he did that we get to the airport and again yeah he is literally like where do we go what do i do what's line <laughs> we're going through the tsa line and i literally looked at him i grabbed his face and said stop talking from now on you are mute just smile and nod and that's all you have to do <laughs> just smile and nod. all you do is smile and nod <laughs> Did he take direction well? He he did after that because I told him if you, want, if you don't want to end up in an Italian prison, you smile and nod until we get on the plane. At least get to at least get to England. Right, exactly. <laughs> Love better lockup situation. And then he was fine. We got to England. He had a good old English breakfast from my people. We got on the flight from London back to Miami. He slept the entire way, oh but he's a little trooper. He got home, showered, and went straight to work. No way. <laughs> Did you? And then I got to report on the Super Bowl that night. Oh, wow. And the whole time, I was like this. I was just talking about the time about the touchdowns. <laughs> so, yes, it was definitely an interesting final night in Italy. Wow, amazing. I love that story. You can't get any better than that. Uh, you are a trooper. Yeah. Who, like, gets off a plane after coming across the pond to... Do the Super Bowl. That's right. And continue with That's no right. sleep. That's right. You are a professional. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no okay, guys, we are out. Thanks again. I want to thank my guests this evening. We have Cassandra, we have Lee, and they were amazing. And hit us up. Let us know what you thought. Send them a message. Again, this is Gina, your story hunter in chief at Bedtime Bar Stories. And we are out. Okay, guys, so how about that story? So the lesson is, when you're in a hole, stop digging. <laughs> and when you're high in a TSA line, stop talking. <laughs> anyway, guys, I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. I love getting these stories. They're so fun, and I hope you're enjoying them as well. In the meantime, that's all for today, but we'll be back again soon. I'm off now to go to the beach, enjoy the fun in the sun, have a cocktail, and I hope you do the same. So that's ciao for now, darlings. Arrivederci. <laughs> bye bye, my darlings. <laughs>